president of the Lord, this is Nick Kickerum, just rock solid truth. And I'm so glad she's joined us tonight for the Rock Solid Truth broadcast. Praise the Lamb of God. I want to say again that uh, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas, and I pray that the blessings of the Lord shall abound in your life, certainly. And then uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 13, we are healing in our series, Abounding in the Power of the Holy Ghost. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you today that the mighty name of Jesus Christ shall be exalted. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to bring it forth, to bring your gospel to the world. In the blessed name of Jesus Christ, we'll give you all the praise and all the glory and all of God's people said. Amen. I have been speaking to you for the last couple of weeks about the relationship that people are having with the Holy Spirit, especially when you blow it or when you fail and when you struggle, because most believe that it's the Holy Ghost that brings the grieving and all of the things associated with the things that happen at the altar. I want you to understand that when you blow up, when you struggle, when you fail, when you find yourself doing the very thing that you despise, I want you to know that the function and the operation of the Holy Spirit is not to reprove you over your individual sins but to reprove you over the whole, the only sin that has been not forgiven through the atonement. And that sin is not believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at John chapter 16, verse 8. John chapter 16, verse 8. And when, he, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now notice verse 9 of sin. Notice that it says singular sin, not plural sin. Of sin because they believe not on me. What the Holy Ghost is going to do is to reprove the world of sin. And the reason that he's not going to reprove the world of sins is because all sins have already been paid for through the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ. The only sin that has not been paid for is the sin of not believing on him. In order to receive forgiveness for that sin, you have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. All conviction is centered around this one issue, believing on him, making Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. That after you become born again, the Holy Spirit is not going to stop convicting you of this one individual sin. He's going to be convicting you of the singular sin, unbelief. What is that singular sin again? Not believing on Jesus Christ. Not believing on Jesus for healing, for deliverance, for intimacy in your relationship, prosperity. Not believing on Jesus to walk in the completeness of the Scripture, all sin and all actions of sin go back to one root problem. Not believing on him. Not trusting in Jesus. For the past couple of weeks, I've given you examples of David, Joseph, and even Adam and Eve. And I've showed you that Christ was tempted like as we all are tempted by one point. Not believing on the word of his Father. Not trusting 
and his father. The root of all temptations is not believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. How did the devil come at Christ? His father had just spoken to him when he was going, when he was traveling down the road to John the Baptist to be baptized. And with an audible voice, the father said, this is my beloved son whom, who, and whom I am well pleased. And then Satan comes at Christ after 40 days of fasting. And this is what he says. He says, if thou be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. The temptation was not about stone, turning stone into bread. The temptation was about whether Jesus was going to believe what Satan had said, because this is what he said, if you be the Son of God, or whether Jesus is going to believe what his father had just spoken to him a short time ago. You see, the one sin of unbelief comes down to one thing. Are you going to believe the promises of God, or are you going to believe the world, your friends, your flesh, the devil, and your five senses? Every problem has its promise. If you're lonely and all alone, his promise is that he will never leave you nor forsake you. If you're feeling that your disease or your sickness is unto death, his promise is that you shall not die but live and proclaim the works of the Lord, that by his stripes you are healed. If you are feeling that you're not going to make it, that your finances are out of control, that things have piled up against you, his promise to you is that he will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. His promise is that he will give you power to get well. Worry and anxiety are a slap in the face to the promises of God. Unbelief is a slap in the face to the promises of God. His promises should be your foundation, the foundation upon which you stand. His promises can always take you back to your intimate relationship with him, understanding that God loves you and that God has not brought you to this place to fail. He's not brought you to become the laughing stock of the community. He's not brought you to this place for any other reason than to bring you to intimate relationship with him where you can stand and believe all of the promises that he has given to you as a child of God. You see, when you walk in perfect love, love casts out all fear. Look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. First John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath thorn in it. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given unto us the spirit of fear. Grasp the hold of that, child of God. God has not given to you or to I the spirit of fear. But what he has given to us is power, love, and a sound mind. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Luke chapter 1, verse 74. And he would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. 
There is to be no fear, no condemnation in your life. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of your life. How awesome are these scriptures? What is fear? What is worry and anxiety? It's unbelief. It's believing what Satan has got to say. It's believing what your circumstances and situations are saying. It's believing what the world is saying. It's believing what your bank account is saying. And yes, it's even believing what your heart and your conscience has to say. Stop hearing what unbelief has to say. Satan said, if thou be the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. If you're a child of God, why are you sick? Why are you condemned? Why are you broke? Why are you miserable? Why are you depressed? Why are you walking in defeat? The antidote to all of this is believe, 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 because that's what you've been called to do. Believe. John chapter 20, verse 31. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. For this cause also we thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which he heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Here it is. If you're worried, if you're anxious, if you're fearful, if you've not been healed, if you're worried about your finances, about your situation, If you're worrying about all these things, it only goes to prove that you do not have a relationship concerning how much he loves you. Yes, you're born again. Yes, you have a relationship. But you don't have a relationship concerning and relating to how much he really loves you. You see, the reason the promises are not dominant in your life is because love is not dominant in your life. You need to walk in the abundance of his love and his promises. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Wow. When you worry, when you fear, when you're anxious, it's because you don't believe in the goodness of God to give you his kingdom. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. This is where the Holy Spirit desires to bring you to. The wonderfulness, the awesomeness of intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you today that the mighty name of Jesus Christ shall be exalted. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the lives of your children. We'll give you all the praise. This is D.K. Grooms with Rock Solid Truth Live. Go with God, and he will surely go with you.